My grandpa kept a box in his attic for over 70 years. It contained his entire experience as a soldier during World War II. These are the letters he sent home. Hello and welcome to Airmail from Dip. Same place, September 20th, 1944. Dear Mom and Dad, Looks as if I sort of slipped up this time, haven't written for about 10 days. I'm truly sorry and hope you haven't worried. The reason is that we've been out in the field for the last few days and it's impossible to write out there. Naturally, while we were out in the field, the weather was rainy and cool. However, the days in general are starting to get quite a bit warmer. Spring is here. Guess you can't say the same. I imagine leaves on the trees up there now must be sporting all colors of the rainbow. Well, this camp area of ours is finally becoming quite livable and civilized. We have a big generator now that furnishes us with enough electricity to light our tents and play the radio. The radios we have were purchased by the PX. I don't have one, but the BC does, and we sort of listen in for no extra charge. Saw a good movie last night, a guy named Joe with Spencer Tracy and Irene Dunn. I enjoyed it a lot, however, it didn't come up to some of the other good ones we've seen lately, such as Claudia, Madame Curie, Song of Bernadette, etc. Don't know how we'd keep up the men's or our morale if it wasn't for those precious movies. They certainly are a godsend over here. Glad to hear about Johnny Holmes getting the air medal over there. Also hope he'll get missions in and get home again soon while his luck still holds out. About that accident, the driver was found LD, line of duty, and consequently didn't have to pay for the repairs. Captain Mitchell, who fractured his leg, is getting along very well, no complications. I've been to visit him a couple of times on the way to see Lee. I spent last weekend with Raj Loper in town. Raj showed us the floor plan of his big new headquarters building they're constructing. If you could see it, you'd realize that the best architects and engineers are no longer civilians. It's going to be built on the order of the Pentagon building. Raj also took us on an inspection tour of the big engineering supply warehouses. It was all very interesting. That guy is certainly doing a big job. He even got a commendation from Washington for his quarterly engineering supply report. Unlike the rest of us clerks, he actually earns his salary. I'm going to write on all sides of the sheet because it's borrowed. I ran out of second sheets and they're not handy at the moment, okay? Okay. Yes, that's the town where we had our parties, and also where Raj is stationed, but for reasons of security I can't say the name or tell too much about it. Let it suffice to say it's small, rather dirty, and nothing at all like you'd find back home. About the party. Dancing partners were a mixture of French gals, Red Cross gals, and nurses. Eats, toasted cheese sandwiches, and other snacks. Refreshments, beer, and fortified cokes. Entertainment, a band from our division. Result? Lots of fun. Sorry to hear you have hay fever, Mama. I'll pray for an early frost. Suppose Elaine is in rough shape these days, too. I'm anxious to hear if you and Daddy make the trip to see Dot and Arlo. On the way back from Loper's place, I stopped in to see Lee and found that he was out horseback riding up in the hills for the whole day. However, one of his officers invited us in for a roast beef supper anyway. Too bad I missed Lee, but I'll try to get back soon. Gotta get some sleep now so I'll be on the ball in the AM. We're going out on a shoot with the infantry and we have to plop them right over the heads of the poor doe feet. A mistake would be costly. Good night for now. Hope you're both fine and healthy. Love, Dorrance. 
Blue Pacific, September 20th, 1944. Dear Marion, Gosh, there's a cold wind blowing through this tent of mine tonight. I'm really shivering my timbers. Suppose you could do anything about that sort of situation if you were here, or I were there? All you'd have to do is snuggle up close on the windward side. How about it? Okay, then I'll even take the windward side. I'm a lucky so-and-so for about three days. The rest of the battalion just took to the field on a problem and left me behind as OD to take charge of the camp area. Of course, I do have the problem of taking charge of the 50 or 60 men left back in the rear echelon for guards, but that's no trouble at all compared to sleeping out in the hard ground with mosquitoes teaming up with the rain to make things uncomfortable. This morning, however, I did take a small part in the maneuvers. I took to the air in one of our grasshoppers to observe and direct fire on the enemy. The air was the roughest I've ever seen it. The pilot and I both felt a bit giddy when we landed after four hours of bouncing around up there. Coming in for a landing, we hit a downdraft and barely missed a tree. We landed twice that time, if you want to count the bounce. Those landing gears are made to take it, though. So we and the plane are none the worse for wear. As usual, Marion, someone had me by the hand. Your letter dated September 5th crawled into the area yesterday after only 14 days en route. If the mail sergeant wasn't such a good friend of mine, I'd swear he held it back. But on the contrary, when he sees that 1943 Nokomis on the envelope, he brings it right to me special. Oh well, better late than no. Very cute stationery you sent in your last letter, but where'd you get it? You didn't say. I mean, the dipsomania stuff, remember? Yes, I'd appreciate your sending me those Bob Hope communiques, will ya? Soap on your arms for washing dishes, eh? Hmm, gee, I didn't know you were so domestic, Marion. Can you cook, too? Can't boil a good batch of water myself, and me, a Boy Scout once. Can't see how I ever got the cooking merit badge. What do you mean you butchered your own letter? How you talk, I wouldn't do a thing like that. And you made me giggle in church, remember? And wasn't it Hennepin Methodist instead of Presbyterian Lutheran? It all happened so many years ago that I'm a little hazy on the details. Well, well. To you, my most enthusiastic congrats, Marion. Champ of second flight. Sounds great, doesn't it? Of course I'm proud. Been placing bets on you for next year's first flight, even. No kidding, though. It's swell. And I'm glad you finally worked out your of your early season slump. I went to visit Lee last Sunday, but didn't get to see him. Seems he had saddled up his Bronco and taken to the hills for the day. One of his fellow officers took care of us in good style, though, in his absence. He fed us a cold brew, hot roast beef dinner, and sent us on our way. Next Sunday we have a big division parade, so probably won't get to see Snooze for a couple of weeks. My brain is already asleep, Marion. So, excuse me while I throw the blankets over the rest of me. I'll write soon and be thinking about you in the meantime. Good night, Marion. Love, Dip. This project is created by me, Christian Olson, with audio production by my brother Eric at Olson Media. The piano music is performed and arranged by my other brother, Jonathan. For more information, follow along at airmailfromdip.com. And for more photographs, follow Airmail from Dip on Facebook and Instagram. <laughs>